Hello, everybody. Welcome to Dishing with Stephanie's Dish, the podcast where we talk to cookbook authors, people obsessed with food. And today we are talking to Trent Pfeiffer and he is an Instagram influencer. I think we'll, we dare to say, and also a recipe cook and a man who is on a mission. Store-bought is fine is his handle on Instagram. And Trent, you are cooking all of the dishes from Ina Garten's cookbook and her shows. I am. I am. It's been quite a journey. I think I've been doing it uh, about seven years now. (laughs) Okay. Um, You are like my, (laughs) you are my jam. I just want to hear all about how this started. Yeah. So it was one of those things where I didn't know how to cook at all. Uh, I was, I was around 30. I was dating someone at the time. I was kind of getting in the kitchen, wasn't doing a lot of um, great cooking in the kitchen. Um, and it was about this time that I read Julia Child's My Life in France. And at the same time, my roommates and I were binge watching The Barefoot Contessa, not sure. making any of the dishes, just binge watching. It's an aspirational lifestyle. I think uh, all it's great entertainment. Um, so when I started getting into cooking, I was making all of these recipes um, from online sources, from Aina, and the online source ones kept failing for me. Yeah. And I don't think it was the recipe, the online recipe developers or anything. It's that I didn't have the basic skills in the kitchen. And the one person whose recipes had always kind of worked out for me, even though I didn't have the skills, were Aina's. Um, so I thought maybe I would uh, take a page from Julie and Julia um, and just cook my way through all of Ina's Garden's recipes and in the process, hopefully get my cooking education. I couldn't love this more because <laughs> that trajectory of finding Julia Child through her memoir, her biographies, and then kind of going into cooking after that was sort of how it happened for me. Oh, I love I, that. I wasn't a great cook and I'm a home cook. And I felt like Julia made things feel so accessible. So I went back and started to watch some of the shows. And then I stumbled along Food Network, you know, 12 years ago, I think around that time, Ina Garten's show, The Barefoot Contessa. And I too was like, I was trying to cook specifically like these beautiful Martha Stewart magazine recipes. Yeah. Never worked out. I always (laughs) was disappointed. And Ina's 100% always worked. And what's unique is the thing she ha- her, she and Julia have in common is I think the two of them have tested more recipes in their books than anybody else. Oh, yeah. And I think that's a secret to their success is I, Ina always watches somebody else make her recipes and then incorporates that feedback into the recipes. Um, I, I think there are very few recipe developers or chefs that I will host a dinner party, never having made the dish, and know that it's going to be phenomenal um, for my guests. Uh, yeah, same. And, and Ina is that person where I'm like, I've never made this, but it'll be fine. <laughs> and you just have a huge level of confidence that, you know, she's tested it, so you know it's going to be good. And even yep. her simple recipes and how she approaches food, too, really speaks to me because it's not – it's not like simple, but it's also not, it's always elegant, you know, just in its perfection and its simplicity, but it has just enough things and not too many things. Yep. And I think that she's just distilled it in a way that 
with simple ingredients, you can make these great things. I think one of the the biggest lessons I ever learned was roasting vegetables. Like I'll, she has a lot of roasted vegetables where it's just salt, pepper, maybe a, a squeeze of lemon juice. But how phenomenal that on itself can be. I grew up with boiled Brussels sprouts yes. and a lot of veggies that didn't have a lot of flavor. Um, and I think that Ina has perfected that making it as simple as possible. Some of them are complicated, making them as simple as possible, but still making them like showstoppers or something yeah. that like your friends are going to after <laughs> eating over at your place. Where did you grow up? I grew up in Ohio. So kind of, I, I'm from the Midwest, obviously Minnesota. Yep. So you seem yep. a little Midwest bound. Where do you live now? Uh, I'm in New York City. I've been here about 14 years now. And what is your day job life? And do you do this all the time? No, I. this is not my full-time job. Uh, I actually work for the Advertising Council, uh, which is a national nonprofit um, that does public service communication efforts to move the needle on some of our most pressing issues. Um, a lot of people I mean, know us. I'm in advertising, so oh, amazing! <laughs> we play your ads on my radio station all the time. I love that. I love that. Yeah, so I'm on the fundraising team. We oversee our board, uh, board of directors, and our fundraising for the uh, organization. So that's my day job. So this is just my side side like project, just my passion project. Um, I really thought this would be something that. I would do for a couple months and then, okay, move on to the next thing. Um, but I really found my passion and love for food throughout this project. So um, it's a balancing act, <laughs> working a full-time job and cooking as much as I do. Um, How much do you cook? Um, at a minimum, four recipes a week. That doesn't seem like much, but... Yes, it does. That, that, but, well, if you're really thinking about... Okay, well, there are seven days in a week. How many, like, going out to eat? Like, how many meals, lunch, dinner? So I try to do four and then two to three evenings during the week. Okay, so what attracted me to your Instagram was an article that I saw that said Ina Garten's biggest fan <laughs> is 10 favorite recipes. Was that intentional or did they just pick this up from you or how did this all come together? Yeah, no, they reached out uh, maybe a couple months ago and they were like, so I'm pitching this story. It's going to be Ina Garden's biggest fan. Spend all day, every day talking about Ina. It is near impossible to pick a top 10. I mean, she has nearly 1300 recipes between her books and show. But sometimes I just have to be like, you know what? This is my top 10 for the day. It might change tomorrow. I there might have a craving that changes something. Yeah. Sometimes I forget that I made a recipe and I'm like, oh yeah, that's one of my favorite. It's not in the top 10, but yeah. <laughs> next year could be a different list. So you had two, I think two of my top 10. You had the coconut cake, which yes. I won a competition on the local television station competing against the host with basically an adaption of her recipe. Oh, I love that. And then you also mentioned, I think, the roast chicken, perfect roast chicken, because yep. everybody needs that. Yeah. And then I think the roasted carrots with the um, goat cheese might have made your list or it made my list. It's been on, I think it's on my, I ha I've been doing a bunch of top 10 lists and ranking lists. 
And the carrots with goat cheese, I think, is on my favorite salads list. Is there a recipe that when you made it, you didn't think you'd love it and then you loved it? Like you got surprised by it? There is one that I always go to and it is her sausage and grapes. It was probably the first year, maybe early in the second year of the project. Um, and I looked at this recipe and I'm like, roasted grapes, what's Same. that? Like? <laughs> that doesn't say, and like, I don't know, sweet savory, I love gross. that, but like sausage with like cooked grapes. I'm like, I just, mushy, I, I it just didn't appeal to me at all. Yeah. I was like, you know what? Let me give it a try. And I absolutely loved it. It, it was that, it was that sweet savory pairing. I feel like the, the, the roasting of the grapes concentrates their flavor, making it like almost like a wine that goes with the sausage yeah. and the balsamic vinegar that's in there. It's just such a fabulous dish. And I know that it's a great one because every time I mention this as one of those dishes, everyone's like, eh, that doesn't sound great. That doesn't sound And then they're like, I tried it. It is phenomenal. It's just one of the, I think, hidden treasures in Ina's uh, repertoire of recipes. I love it. Now, as someone who's a creator, do you have anxiety about like getting the perfect picture or are you like on the video train? You've got a couple of videos, but are you feeling pressure to do more? Yeah, I, I live by anxiety. I feel like that's what propels me in everyday living. <laughs> um, so there's a lot of anxiety that goes with it. And I think what's happening well, I know what's happening is the algorithm, Instagram, Facebook, they're all trying to be TikTok. And so they're pushing everyone toward video content. I enjoy doing some videos, but because this isn't my full-time job, I ended up, so what I did is I was like, you know what? They're pushing us towards video. I'm going to do a whole Beyonce series where I do um recipes inspired by her songs and I'll do videos for everything and I did a whole month of them and I can't tell you it was my least favorite month of the entire project it was just too much work and I had to remind myself why am I doing this yeah I'm not like the following is great and the community that's been built is wonderful but I am doing this because I enjoy it and as soon as it's not an enjoyable thing for me I need to stop doing it so I went back to filming a video every once in a while doing mostly photos and finding this balance that I I can live with even though I've seen my numbers like grow or drop I mean or kind of stagnate over time at least I'm happy doing the thing I'm doing yeah and I do think that's sort of the bane of our existence as creators too you start out because you love something then you catch fire and you're just on the content churning wheel yeah. and then it becomes a job and it's yes. not as fun. And so like, why are you doing it? None of us are probably getting rich in the content sphere unless yeah. you're, you know, maybe Mr. And Mrs. Original YouTuber. Yes. You know, the higher I'm always, <laughs> yeah. I'm always like a day late and a dollar short on the latest format. So I'm never going to win there. Yeah. So how about I just enjoy my life? And if, I can inspire some people along the way or, you know, maybe drive a little traffic to my website with clicks. Great. Yeah. That's how, that's how I feel. Do you do videos often? I, I do, but I also find them exhausting. Yeah. And, you know, I, there's the over, there's the, I call them the hands videos. 
And yep. those look simple, but they are hard to do with the yes. stop motion and everything else. Then there's the like, I'm going to tell you all about my interpersonal feelings journeys videos. <laughs> that kind of nauseates me. Yeah. <laughs> so mine are like the sloppy in-betweens where I realized halfway through that I can't get the jar of something open because I yep. haven't pre-planned and opened it. And I, so I do That's some too. That's where I, fi I find that I get a little stressed because of the desire for perfection on video. Like if I forget to add something or something's not quite working for me, I can like, if I'm not filming myself, I can figure that out and I'm not worried about it. Yep. And the photo turns out great. But as soon as it happens on film, I'm like, oh God, like, da -da 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 -da. Um, or what happens, I would like to admit is, so I go to stop the recording and realize after 10 minutes that I haven't been recording at all. And I've missed every. I have done this a million times. Together. <laughs> I have done this a million times where <laughs> I am in the middle of something and all of a sudden I realize I haven't started the video. Yep. And and yeah. you're halfway through making it. So you're not going to start again. And that's the thing. I like, I don't have the time. I don't have the, like, I, the thing that I've loved about this project is that it allows me to just keep trying new things. I'm not like, yes, there are certain things that get in my regular rotation that I'm making all the time. Um, but I love trying new things. Uh, and I don't want to repeat a recipe for a second time in two days or whatever it is, for, just for a video. Um, at that point, it's becoming a photo and yeah. everyone will just be happy with that. Someone asked my kid once what her favorite recipes were that her mom makes. And she just said uh, she had one that was embarrassing. It was like a Asian <laughs> tuna salad. But then she said, my mom never makes the same thing twice. So I don't know. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and that's at, like, that's where I am. Like somebody's like, oh, you must make that all the time. It's so good. And I was like, yeah, I made that that one time. I'm sure I'll make it a couple years from now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the okay. crazy strikes again. So have you met Ina? I have. I tell have. me about that experience and how that came about. So it was a pretty magical experience. The last day in Paris, we went to a restaurant, a tasting menu restaurant called Verjou. And I walk into this restaurant and it is a restaurant that's no bigger than a decent sized living room. I walk in and immediately I look in the corner and it's Ina and Jeffrey having dinner. And so I like, I blood drains from my face. Sure. My friends are like, what's wrong? And I go, oh my God, Ida and Jeffrey are in the corner of this restaurant. <laughs> so they, they seat us at our table. We're across the room. Again, not a big room. And my friends are like, do you want to face her? And I was like, absolutely not. I will not be able to concentrate on anything during this dinner if I'm facing her. So we faced away. My friends were in PR. They're like, okay, let's wait for them to pay the bill. And then we'll go over and say hi to her. So restaurant starts clearing out a little bit. We see they're paid their bill. We go straight over there and I introduce myself and I'm like, I am so sorry to interrupt your dinner, uh, but I'm a huge fan and I'm cooking my way through your recipes. And she nods and Jeffrey nods and I go, yeah, my Instagram account store-bought is fine. And she turns to me and she goes, oh, I heard you were in town. And then turns to Jeffrey and goes, 
oh, we've corresponded online before. I about died in that moment <laughs> that she, one, knew I was in Paris and that she, two, like, remembered my account. Yes. <laughs> so we had, like, a lovely conversation about how great the dinner was, our trips to France. Um, and at the end, I was like, can I get a photo with you? She's like, yep, we just uh, got a cab. Uh, we'll give you the heads up um, when it's here and we get a photo outside. And she couldn't have been nicer. Her and Jeffrey were so unbelievably sweet. I think so often you worry about meeting the people you idolize because can they really ever live up to who you've built? They're all humans. Can they really live up to your expectations um, and what you, and she did in absolutely every single way. Um, got photo with her. She thanked me for what I was doing. It was just such a magical, I, it was kismet. Like it was meant to be, it, she loves Paris. I love Paris. We both live in the city or near the city and have never run into each other here. Um, I just think that I, that it was meant to be, and I'm so thankful for that experience. Oh, well, I'm so thankful that you've spent this little moment with us today. I just, all the listeners of my show know I'm a huge fan of Ina. And so when I saw your Instagram and started following it, I was like, I have to talk to this man. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for having me. This has been uh, absolutely wonderful. It's great. It'll take me a couple of weeks to share it, but when I do, I'll tag you. Okay. And thank you okay. just so much for sharing yourself. Yeah, no problem. If you need anything else, um, any other blurbs, pictures, anything, um, feel free to reach out. Store-bought is fine. Yes. Thank you so much. <laughs> awesome. Thank you. We'll talk, talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you.